I want it to be perfect. It is! It is. Seriously, man, it's really awesome. You're awesome. Val? <laughs> well, if Val's happy, I'm happy. So, theme song and let's run it. <laughs> Reference. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good with, good with so, references. So that's the same show that we get the nibblies from, from Brisky Dingo. Okay, yeah, so I, he, I haven't watched So anything. he's like creating this video to give to America to let them know that you are, you're all going to die. Huh. But he kept redoing it over and over and over. It took forever. Yeah, and since this is the redo episode, it felt appropriate. And it also says theme song. It actually, you're having way too much fun on the board. Well, I, have, I like it, I like and it. I don't have that much time on my hands to do it either. Hey, man, you got to find time. It's right. your job now. That's well, pretty good. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The redo of episode 106. You know they have no idea that we. Well, he just are redoing it. it. Okay, just mentioned it. Yeah. Episode 106. You're now tuned into the number one sports podcast in the world. Burr. It's the still s- true, right? It is. It yes. is. We haven't dropped down to number two at all, right? Not until, that, until it's proven otherwise. It. Until right. somebody comes and say this podcast is better, yeah. we're definitely number one yeah. in India. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> oh, no. that's actually a fact. Wait, is that still a fact? Yeah. As far as I'm, yeah. as far as I know, we still got India love. All right, all right. Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistan. All right, I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Drop the number now five. Kicked off. <laughs> All right, welcome one, welcome all, welcome near, welcome far, welcome to the Somebody Said Podcast. We have a lot today, fellas. Um, great show set up. We have a special guest. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a, it's always a great thing when you have a, a fellow Spartan in the building. Oh, man. It, it, it just feels different. Hollywood High. It feels natural. Yes, sir. It feels natural. This is what, the third Spartan we've, we've gotten on this couch? We had Evan. Yeah. Jared. Yeah. And... I'll get to our guests shortly, but it just feels good every time a Spartan is here with us. And more coming. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's the season for, you know, for us to get some interviews in. It's not a lot Mm -hmm. to talk about, but I'm cool with that. Lakewood still runs the city. Uh, As far as I know. Like very much so. Yeah. I don't know anything else. (laughs) Sports-wise. Or or anything in general. Sports-wise, business-wise, like. Music. Gibbs dances. What, what What about women? We got some. We got Olympic medalist. She's a woman. Rose. Boom. So yeah, that too. Right. Coach Nicole. Coach Nicole. Come on, man. Big dub. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Erica. Shout out. Yeah. We got Super Bowl champions. We we got everything. All right. I'm so, sorry. We can go on all day about Lakewood. <laughs> Before we get into this show, uh, let's let's shout out our sponsor and our guest um, is actually a, a huge part of one of our sponsors, and that is the uh, Red Lady Rum Punch. The official beverage of the Somebody Said podcast. Still waiting on them cans. 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 <laughs> They're only cans. So you say you're still waiting on them, but you had them. We had them once, and <laughs> it made us want more. Yeah, we want to run that back. All right, I got you. I got you. I'll make sure. I'll make sure I bring some cans next time. Sure, sure. For you to put out. Sure, sure. sure. So I got you. I believe, bro. I believe, bro. He said he gonna bring cans. He gonna he gonna get us right with the cans. Have you met him before? 
No, but Normally, I get a good vibe. He was a, he went to Lakewood. Mm-hmm, check. If he had to choose a Florida college team, he'd pick Miami. Right. So you, I mean, he didn't pick Florida, so he's not even holding it up. Right. That's a half. He's a check. holding the mic because he's holding the mic. Right. Listen, bro. that's half a check. You know he gets Illinois checks from me. So. Bro's good. He's good. Like <laughs> face card, good. I ain't, I ain't gonna say that yet. We'll oh, see. he's good. We'll see. Uh, the somebody said podcast is also sponsored by. Window to wall solutions where they build a, a dream home for a reality price. Burr. That's this is my new thing. <laughs> Gucci. I'm just Why gonna not? do it all the time now. Why and not? this guy sitting next to me is the owner. Yeah, I so, am I am him. There you have it. Our two of our sponsors support. Also follow us on Twitter at somebody said pod. Follow us on Instagram at somebody said podcast and Subscribe to the YouTube at Somebody Said Sports. Follow, like, share, all that. All them things. Also, go follow the website, man. If you if you if you got something to talk about as far as sports and you want to rant, you want to talk about your favorite team, whatever you want to talk about sports wise, you could visit our website, you know, create a, a profile and we'll we'll post your article. It has to be legit though. So go go check the website out, and we have something dropping soon on the website. Breeze is currently sporting a one of a kind exclusive. Is this camera on me? <laughs> Look at that exclusive. Look at that season three shirt, which will be coming soon. So look out for that on the website. Your Fleur oh, Savage that? shirt is nice. It is. Yeah, it wasn't solid. It wasn't made by anybody at the Somebody Said podcast, though. All I right. mean, All right, they only gave these to the realists. They only give it to uh, people that say they him, Himothy. Wow. All right, Himmy New Sixteen. I don't like this connection him, already. Him talking over here. <laughs> I don't like. It. I don't like it. I just. I just want a shirt, man. Himmy him, Hendrix. All right. Get his drink. I like this. <laughs> I like this. All right, fellas, how y'all how y'all feeling before we before we dive in? How was your how was your weekend? How was the week? Everybody feeling good? Uh, yeah, my week was was pretty solid. Uh, the boy wanted to make a gutters run on Sunday, so we went over to gutters, which is Guthrie's, by the way. He called oh, it gutters. Okay. Nice. Uh, Sounds uh, good. Uh, yeah. Double fry, no slaw. All the time. My man. Come on now. My man. That's that's actually a Florida State. Uh, Florida podcast. State. Some of those podcasts. Yeah. yeah. What double fries no slaw? Not mad at it. But he's racist <laughs> now, so we don't support him. Wow! I actually don't know about a podcast called Double Fries No Slaw. So there it is. But the gut box double fries no slaw. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Extra yeah. sauce. Actually, and shout out to Cello for actually first putting me on the gut box when I first got to Tallahassee. Shout out to Marcello Church, yeah. another Lakewood alum. <laughs> it's just keep on coming. You can't call out enough Lakewood guys. No. Yeah, I mean, Breeze you had anything this weekend? Uh, went to the fair. Mm. Uh, ate way too much. Nice. I'm big on the fair. I never miss it. So you know, I got my funnel cake. Got a. Uh, I didn't go glizzy. No glizzy. Ooh, no glizzy. No glizzy. Yeah, no glizzy. you can't be. You can't be caught yeah, the fair eating the, the <laughs> glizzy. glizzy. Why not? Nah, not a glizzy. <laughs> nah. That's. I think that's one place where you get the pass. Nah, because nah. this is what I'm afraid of being like behind somebody else's picture and they taking a picture of them and I'm in the background biting the glizzy. Like nah. I, I mean, can't. you can do the Giannis and just crop you out of there. No, but they yeah. might not crop me out. It's fair. The glizzy monster. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> see what I'm saying? You can't be no glizzy gladiator out here. I get it. I get right, it. Fair enough. So, for those of you who are wondering who's the other guy on the couch, um, that is a, a former Lakewood alum, Javaris Little. Appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, round of applause. 
I'm on the soundboard, sir. Don't tell me how to do my job. Wow. All right, it's all right. I got the wrong applause in my head. Right all right, now. yeah, okay, yeah. I'll read off your superlatives. Um, you graduated 2012 from the Lakewood High School, a former three-star recruit, first team all Pinellas County selection, honorable mention, uh, all Tampa Bay. Nice. Uh, you went to committed to Illinois uh, amongst you had a, I want to say five six offers. Yeah. Uh, Division one, uh, you committed to Illinois to fight in Illini, uh, studied soci- sociology there. Um, then you transferred to Rich- Richmond red, uh, as a redshirt senior, played one year there, uh, played in nine games. Um, after there, you went on to uh, earn your MBA in, in business from Nova Southeastern University in 2020. MBA. And, and you are – you are – Partners of Jared and the COO of the Red Lady Rum Punch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just want to take the time before we get into the interview to just applaud a young black man doing all of those things, accomplishing all of those things, not only on the field, but, you know, in the business realm. So before we get into it, we just want to give you a round of applause. No, we ain't got no applause, but I mean, I have something for actually. All right, we'll pound the table. This is actually his life. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can He's hang with this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a, just a big, hairy American winning machine. There it is. Uh, Javaris Little, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, taking the time out. Um, you know, just make yourself at home, man. And Yeah, you're welcome. This is this, this is second home shit. I, yeah, I was about to say, I felt like at home when, you know, nothing but Lakewood there. Hey, Absolutely. there it is. Hollywood That's high. Start with know, that, man. Absolutely. Don't get no better. Yeah, so. All right, fellas. Let's get this uh, somebody said trivia going. <sighs> LeBron trivia. There you go. You done broke the ice, Chuck. You've been yeah. on the board already, baby. Yeah. If a man's zipper breaks a church, what might he use to cover it up? A child. Wow. What? <laughs> You can always depend on Charles Barkley for a good sound by you. That was Chuck. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I think it was NBA versus MLB uh All Stars. And then he tried to fix it and he was like, no, you know, like like not a like a baby. <laughs> like that's not no better. Chuck, that's not worse. <laughs> full Dino Brown. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so Javaris, you're more than welcome to join in on it. All right, um, it's just random questions. I give you multiple choice. You go with which one you think is the right answer. Um, we'll start with Breeze. Breeze, who was the only football player to win the Heisman Trophy twice? Ooh. A. Archie Archie Griffin. B. Earl Campbell. C. O.J. Simpson. D. J. Burwanger. I'm going to assume it's not <laughs> Burwanger. Um, you say Juice, Earl Campbell, and Archie. Arch, Archie Griffin. Yeah. Not Manning. Not Manning. Not Manning. Not Manning. Give, me, give me Earl the Pearl. He's not Earl the Pearl. I'm shocked. Earl uh, Campbell. It's definitely Arch. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was uh, Arch as well. Arch it is. It's Arch. I don't know Arch Griffin. Yeah. He's the man. He was he's, okay. Yeah, all right. You know what? Fine. What MLB player holds the record for the most play for the most games played with no World Series appearance? Pump. Hmm. A. Ken Griffey Jr. B. Yogi Berra. 
C. Joe Torre. D. Rafael Palmero. Uh, give me Rafael Palmero. Breeze. Give me Palmero. Yogi. Palmero, it is. Yeah. It couldn't be anybody who played for Boston or New York. What? The, the, Yankee, the, yeah, the Yankees New just York. win every year. <laughs> they yeah, for Boston, New York, yeah. Javaris. Whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a 1997 boxing match? A, Evander Holyfield. B, Buster Douglas. C, Michael Spinks. D, Lennox Lewis. I feel like I should know this. You should. I see. I hear all the time, you know, reference and things like that. In five, four, three. <laughs> Go with B. B? Yeah. Who was B? Um, Buster, Buster Douglas. Breeze? Oh, it's Evander. Pump? Real deal, Holyfield. Evander, it is. Yeah, it's Holyfield. I remember that actually. We were my aunt and uncles. So. Yeah, I was watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I no? hear reference, but my, my, you know. my, my family was big boxing fans. Uh, yeah. So, like, all the big fights, like big Tyson fights, big, really big Roy Jones fans, too. So, oh, all yeah. the big Roy Jones fights. This is when I was a kid. Should definitely obviously. Make, make that sound drop. What? Y'all must have forgot. Oh, hey. And that y'all must have forgot. <laughs> that was the greatest banger. songs of all time. That was a banger. It was. All right. Two more questions. All right. Breeze. Yeah. Who was the first Mexican-born drafted National Football League player? Mexican-born NFL player. Okay. Okay. A. Ted Hendricks. B. Martin Gramatica. C. Tom Fares. D. Steve Van Buren. Buren. I'm going to assume it's not Van Buren because that's not a Mexican name. <laughs> um, pretty sure it's not Ted. Stork, yeah, he went to Miami. He did. Maybe he was born in Cuba, but I don't know. <laughs> Cuba, I'm saying he was born in Mexico. <laughs> Give me Gramatica, I guess. I feel like that's too recent, but I guess I'll go with Gramatica. Well, uh, who? I'm gonna go C. Who was C? Tom Fears. Tom Fears. Okay, a Mexican named Tom. I mean, I got Martin Gramatica. All you guys are wrong. Who is it? Steve Van Buren. With a name like Van Buren? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Defensive back for the Los Angeles Rams. Sure. That daddy was lost. (laughs) Man, (laughs) son. All right. That's how crazy. He was working for the the cartel, man. Van Buren. All right. Final question. Who owns the record for most sacks in a single game? Oh, a single game? Yes. I was hoping you said season. Pump. A, Derek Thomas. B, Vaughn Miller. C, Reggie White. D, DeMarcus Ware. I'm going to go with A, Derek Thomas. Rest in peace. Mm, I'm going to go with White. Um, Is Vaughn White, Derek Thomas, and who? DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Ware. Ware. Give me DeMarcus Ware. Just off the random. Pump got it right. Derek Derek Thomas. The champ is here. <laughs> Pump did I beat it. you last time? He did. Yeah. Off of some weird random. So questions. you're no 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 no. So you're not the champ. You just 
You got me. Well, so technically, that don't count because we didn't count. Oh, it counts. That. Oh, no. Oh, it Actually, counts. That episode never existed. <laughs> ah, I on record. I would drop just <laughs> that segment <laughs> just to prove to the people. Wow. 106 part one. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would drop that just that segment. Drop a big steak? Literally just for that, just so the people know I it's beat real, you. It's real petty. Again. Pump, you got something for us to take us home? Uh, the champ is back. Whatever. Mm, next. Return to greatness. Next. All right, there it is. Another week of Somebody Said Trivia. Uh, let's take a quick bathroom break and we'll get into this wonderful interview. Hey, cool, boys. Got a little company here. Looks like we got company. Looks like we got company. Don't you what you do? Uh oh, we got company. Uh oh, fellas. We got company. Uh oh, we've got company. Uh oh, we got company. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> little Star Wars. That, that, that's a key. Some Star Wars. Family Guy. Family Guy. There is some random Russian movie. <laughs> of course. And uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Dave Chappelle. That was Chappelle. On there. Never seen it. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. I like it. It's hilarious. Sure. Well, yep. We've got company. <laughs> I guess I'm that company. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First off, who's the goat? Ooh, that's the, I, I, I ask sport? this to. It's only one sport when you ask that question. <laughs> it's it's basketball. Well, I ask that to all our guests. Well, for me, the goat would have to be um, the late great Kobe Bryant. Oh, really? that's 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 a. Uh, I I have uh you know obviously people do the comparison between Jordan and LeBron but for me you know growing up Kobe has been like my idol and things like that and you know I got all the shoes and you know just you know I always like his mentality you know and things like that how he approached the game how he does it you know how he does his work ethic and things like that so okay. I follow that and you know obviously behind that is LeBron and you know Michael because Michael I wasn't born during this time so uh, I can't hmm. I can't be like oh yeah Michael but when I I wasn't even born, you know. Well, I was born, but you know, early in my years and things like that. So I get it. I dig it. I, I'm not I, mad. I at see it. why you two get along, bro. I'm telling you, like, bro, you I'm were checking you, a lot of boxes for this guy. Right, bro, it's good. Go, with go me. hang out, exchange numbers. <laughs> hey, bro, <laughs> I got you. I got whatever you. you want. My spot on the show is yours. Like, you, you can have it. I got you. You could do no wrong in breezes. No, we're right good. Now. Honestly, yeah. I don't care what happens after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Obviously, obviously, uh, you played football at Lakewood, and that essentially was a vehicle for you to achieve a lot of things that you achieved um, in your life. Yep. Um, talk about your influences as far as who did, who pushed you into that direction to want to uh, play football. Oh, well, football was like always a lifestyle for me. Um, it wasn't something that you know I kind of like looked. And, or you know saw myself using this as a uh, something to propel myself into the career I have right now it was always fun you know I used to play soccer uh you know basketball but you know playing football was just something different you know being able to run hit you know put your aggressions out there and things like that so you know obviously watching it on tv uh you know you start to pick up on new things starting to learn and develop and then you know having the coaches the the peers the friends the build you know that team camaraderie that you had, you know, kind of like made the game even more that I love. So that's why I had to pull away soccer, pull away basketball, and kind of like, you know, hey, this is my sport right here. And it, 
you know, it started when I was like maybe eight, nine, maybe ten, because uh, you know back then I, I was such a you know fast guy, just running, uh, you know, running, kicking the ball for soccer and things like that. But you know, just being able to have that that. I guess that itch for football, you know, I started just like, all right, you know, this is, let me stop playing. Like, this is, <laughs> right. I, I felt, I felt like I was good at this and I can really, you know, you know, do something out of it and things like that. And it parlayed to, you know, who I am not right now. Thanks. So was there like a particular, for, for me, um, it was Peter Wart for me. When I, when I first saw him ran a 15 yard comeback in the swamp, um, took it to the house. I, I wore number nine at Lakewood because of him, and I played receiver because of him. Was it like a, a particular a guy, maybe a family member or a, a, a NFL player that you watched on TV or even college that you kind of look, looked up to? Well, yeah. No, uh, for me, it was Michael Vick. You know, everybody had uh-huh. the, the Vick shoes. You know, I was rocking them, even though I was playing like wide receiver and uh, defensive back in, in little league and things like that, but I did have my little like my little shine at quarterback, and you know I felt like you know I could run, you know, throw just like Vic and things like that. wasn't left handed, but you know he was kind of like something that was like, hey, I could I want to be just like that guy. I want to be like Mike, Mike Vic, <laughs> <laughs> like Mike, that, yeah. Mike Vic. But uh, yeah, so I kind of I definitely looked up to him, and um, you know, especially you know. Not that I played the position, but something that, hey, I got to watch this guy play because, you know, it's always like a highlight tape when he's out right. in the field. So, yeah, that was that was, that was me. That's actually a great pick. I legit was just watching the highlight of Mike Vick in the 99 championship against Florida game. State. That was like one of the best Florida State defenses out there, and they couldn't do anything with that man. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was annoying. It was extremely annoying. Yeah. I got a question for you, man, as far as like your Lakewood experiences on the Lakewood tip. I feel like right now the guys coming out of Lakewood, excuse me, have a much bigger platform. And I feel like guys like back when you played and guys who came before you, like y'all really had to grind to try to get those opportunities because mm-hmm. Lakewood wasn't a known name, I felt like back then. Like for basketball maybe, but for yeah. football it wasn't. So do you feel like uh, do you feel like there's a big difference now? Or do you feel like, you're like, no, nah, they get to, I got my opportunities, they getting the same opportunities and yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. Uh, I want to say, and I can always reference back to when I uh, was, um, I think my junior year, and you know, with Coach Moore and things like that. It's like his third year with him, so I was kind of like, you know, Coach Moore was the head coach of the football team, and like, so I, I actually got to see him develop and grow, and you know, to you know, the program to be what it is now. And I could think back to when I asked him, like, Coach, what what is better to be, like, the foundation of the program or the finished product? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I still reference that. And, you know, um, you know, at the time, you know, I, I was proud that I was able to be one of the first, Coach Moore's first, to build something that it is now. So, obviously, creating those opportunities for what the people that comes in after me and things like that, uh, like, that's something I'm proud of. Like, even though I'm yeah, like, dang, I wish, you know, you know, social media, you know, you know, the yeah. NIL, this and that, this and that. <laughs> yeah. But I made the best of what I had then. And, you know, as long as the people that come behind me do the same thing of, you know, their better opportunities right now uh, that they have and, you know, go out there and, you know, prove it and, you know, propel themselves, you know, to a league or, you know, whatever they become, I'm, I'm okay with it because, you know, I know I was the foundation to help boost the program to where it is, you know, right yeah. now. Cool. Can I piggyback on that real quick? That's absolutely. a great answer. That's, yeah, that's a fantastic like that. you, don't, you don't get those kind of answers a lot. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, this is this is and that's why I kinda I want to dig in a little yeah. bit more, right? You talk yeah. about uh you talk about opportunities, right? So 
Like we, we, we have conversations. We know God. Like, you know, young cats coming up in the city, and I'd be like, yo, go to the camps. I'm like, yeah. we do 707. I do it. Like, yep. do you feel like, is that stuff as important as it is, or is it just, hey, show up on Fridays and ball? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. It's, it's definitely uh, work that you do outside of the, the, the I guess, the 12, 10-game season um, that, you know, that high school has and things like that. So, for me, it was around the clock. You know, you had the football, fall season. Then you go to your, you know, spring season, um, you know, start, like, doing camps. Obviously, uh, you know, back then we had the, the 707 with your school. But now now you got 707, you know, with your count. You know, you can have different clubs and things like that. So, you know, now they're making the football more, you know, year-round and right. things like that. You can be able to travel and do this and that. So, no, it's not just on the, on the, on the fall you know, when football picks up or the summer when, you know, you start football and things like that is, you know, having that trainer, having, you know, the, the, the different leagues or the uh, the travel AAU teams that they have, uh, you know, now to be able to, you know, get that exposure, you know, and you know just follow after that. And, you know, they have the opportunities. To kind of, sorry, not to cut you off, but to kind of touch on that, when I was playing, just the fact of getting your tape. Is different now. Like you had to actually get a CD and find somebody to. You got to get the tapes from your coach. Yep. Get a guy to get a CD and make you a highlight tape. Yep. You can just create an account on Huddle now and just plug, just drop your highlight tapes. You only have to do and that. Create your own highlight tape. Well, I, I did the Huddle thing, but now you, you just you know with a phone or you know with whatever you put that thing on IG. And, you know, it's accessible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very. I, Very. I guess the follow up on that. Do you feel like now the you make a, a, a good point about putting in a lot of grind, right? So, yeah. you know, you have to do more to get your, your 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 face out there, to get your work out there. Where do you think that now the kids kind of see where, all right, it's kind of easy, and I'm the guy, I don't have to work as hard. Mm-hmm. Do you see that more? Do you feel like that's a an issue now? Because, again, a lot of guys are getting exposure yeah. at yeah. Lakewood or just around the city, period. But do you still see the same work ethic from when you were coming up or when Unc was there to what it is now yeah no so uh so and me and my uh one of my best friends he's actually a coach in georgia uh high school and like he trains a lot of high school kids and things like that and everybody you know obviously it's good to you know film your workouts and things like that but it's it's the difference between like working and actually grinding like you know right. it's just you know yeah yeah you, just, you know you know take it you know i'm on the field you know getting this work in and things like that and you know posting on social media but did you really get better Right. That's, that's, at the end of the day, like, did you did you you know achieve what you you know accomplished? Like, did you work on your speed? Did you work on your technique and things like that? So you know, actually, you know, obviously, you know, having somebody to uh, film you and things like that, you know, actually putting in that work and you know, it, it could be like a teaching, like uh, for like the athletes that's like want to you know put their self out, put their stuff out there on the film and things like that, but not just like oh yeah, you know I'm out here just getting that work <laughs> right. in and you know boom Flex. boom 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 yeah, and then you just sitting down you know for thirty minutes you got there for an hour, you, you know, <laughs> get, get fifteen minutes of work done. So 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 so, so I guess if, if you walked if you walked into uh, a Lakewood coach, I mean a Lakewood locker room, and you knew that they had some you know four star five star guys in there, mm-hmm. would you advocate to them? to not put that kind of stuff out there because that doesn't really show me much, right? You can, you can bench press a, a, a truck, but can you move the guy in front of you? Right. Right. right? Yeah. Do you understand leverage? Do you understand yeah, leverage? Yeah, do you understand positions? Yeah. Do you understand, you know, boundaries? Do you know, are you mentally there? You can put, you know, a whole bunch of tape out there if you're working out. Yeah. But then your game film shows that 
you didn't study the playbook. It, no, exactly. So, it, like you said, it's a, it's a as much as football is physical, it is the same as mental. Mm-hmm. So you definitely got to know that a hey, the field is you know fifty three in the you know in the quarter you know of, of, of a length you know wide and you know 110, 110 or twenty yards you know uh, of length. So you gotta you gotta prepare or know the tendencies of your opponent, things like that. And you know to piggyback off of you know knowing the tendencies like that goes off the you know knowing what down the distance, you know, knowing, you know, uh, what your coach, if you play defense, whether he going to call, you know, third downs and things like that, two by two, what you got, what you got, you know, because as, as, as I said, as much as the game is physical, it's more mental mm-hmm. and the game can slow down as much as you know, or, you know, are in the books and things like that. Cause you know, everybody's fast. Right. Right. It's, mm-hmm. What's going to, what's going to, what's going to make you different than, you know, the person that you're going against is knowing where he's going to go before he do go. So. Or, or apparently a 30 minute workout tape Right So obviously you played at The best school in the city um, You played with a lot of guys You played with Dante Fowler You played yep. with uh, MVS yep. You played with Rodney Adams The Twins yep. Who was one guy that you stepped on the field with I don't know if you played with Reed. Did you play with Reedy Oh yeah You played yeah. with Reedy yeah. So who, what, what was, who was one guy that you stepped on the field And he was just different you pl- Oh Reedy, of course. Like, I was, <laughs> really, of all them names, Fowler, Fowler was the second overall okay. pick. Yeah, okay, but but look at this. Me coming like uh, my first two years, guy. I, I, Reedy was a junior. I was coming in as a freshman. But Reedy, like anything he touched, like he was scoring. It's like that says so, a lot. Bob. So for for me to like just be like on the same team as him and just like. Reedy catch the ball, touchdown! It was like it was like it was eye open. I was like, "Yo, that's where I, that's where I need to be," like and things like that. So, uh, but obviously, you know, the person that's you know, you know Dante Manchild built like he was ready to go to the league at you know sophomore year in high school. So, uh, but yeah, of course, like um, you know, those two people is the one that stand out. But Reedy was like number one because he always had the ball. He was boom. All right, we said this forever ago. We, I don't know what we were talking about. We were like, if Reedy was playing now, mm-hmm. he would have way more attention and way more oh, opportunities man. than he did back then. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. No, for okay. sure. If he yeah, was man. two inches taller, he would have gotten an offer from Florida State back in the day. It don't matter about now. It's just back yeah. then it was... I get what you're saying with exposure. Yeah, I just feel like yeah, I just feel like some of them cats didn't get the opportunity to really get the shine. And Reedy's probably the biggest one. Like, you know, huge fan. I'm, I'm cool with him. Real cool dude. Um, I just felt like he had so much talent. Yeah, and, and he went. To, he he had a great, you know, really good oh, college yeah, career. Went made it yeah. the league. You know, yeah. years in the league, multiple years. Yeah, a lot of guys don't get multiple years in the league. So mm-hmm. he had a great career. So I'm not saying that he didn't, you know, max out potential. But I just felt like he deserves more shine than yeah. what he even got. No, nah, I'm I'm telling you, my first two <laughs> years in high school, like yo. You just get the ball to read it. You know, we, we, we was good. Okay. So, okay. It's crazy because I, I only played with him for two years. And me and him was tied like week four in touchdowns. And he we was at the water fountain. He was like, I'm about to take off on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, three touchdowns. <laughs> Next game, two touchdowns. It, he just took off. Yeah. And I was stuck at five touchdowns. The reader so, was like, he, he was different. Yeah. Yeah. That was, he so, was something different. So to kind of push forward, um, you had the Lakewood experience, and you go to Champaign, Illinois. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? You're a Florida kid. It's cold. You don't know any of these people. It's Big Ten football, a Division One Big Ten football, the, the big stage. 
What was what was the, a freshman experience like going oh. on that campus? Oh man, it was different. Obviously, you know the one, you know, being the Florida boy is just seasons. Like he had to <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> once. Uh, what you know after August leave September come. Oh man, you better have them jackets ready. <laughs> like <laughs> so, uh, you know, experiencing. You know, it, it was a good change for me because you know obviously you're living in Florida, you only deal with like maybe you know. Uh, winter like once a, once a once a week throughout the year and things like that so right. being able to dress appropriately and know that hey it's more to your closet than just shorts and you know tees and uh, and things like that you had to actually you know wear coats you know get your shoes right your snowshoes whatever like that but um but that transition from high school to uh, college I, I guess like the big thing was like time management uh, especially mm-hmm. you know uh you know you got, you got football in the morning you got school study hall probably got film at night like you got to learn how to balance you know all that throughout the week and then you know you want to have you know social life so you want to you know make sure you get that done throughout the week so you can have time to just chill and relax like if it's in season i, I can't promise you know you know things that you're gonna be having chilling things like that but uh but you know just using that time wisely to be able to get your work done because you know you got a full ride you don't want to you know miss the opportunity right. you know for you know a good degree from a good school as well so you know, being able to, uh, you know, make that flip that, hey, I'm not in high school anymore. Like, I can't do, you know, I'm not the big man on campus. I got to kind of like, you know, uh, settle down to the to the, to the the way that, yo, my mama taught me better than this. Or, you know, she, you know, use that same skills or that, you know, what she taught you uh, and apply that to, you know, your, my life out there in Illinois and things like that. So that's what I did. Okay. okay. If, I, if I can jump in, it seemed like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it came down to Indiana and Illinois. Oh yeah, got that right. Oh yeah, because I saw you took the you took the the official to Indiana. So, mm-hmm. what was it about Illinois that won out over Indiana? Oh man, I get that question a lot. I feel like but Pump won't answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, when I took my visit to uh, University of Illinois, it was actually a blizzard when I got there. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I flew I flew into uh, Chicago. I couldn't even make my connecting flight from Chicago to Champaign. That's like three hours. Yeah. So imagine being a blizzard. So it's like a four or five hour drive from there. But uh, my position coach, he drove, like I guess he heard that it was canceled, like that connecting flight. And he drove up to get me and drove really? drove back in the snowstorm. I'm like I can hear it like my mom to this day like she was yelling at my coach you left my baby in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> this is that this is that so uh you know first you know for a coach to do that like you know yeah. that, that was already like dang you had to do that <laughs> like right. you know just kind of like uh, throw your hands up like you know but for him to you know 10 hours on the road you know coming to get me and you know coming back uh was already, already like a plus in my books and then on top of that uh, just like the family atmosphere, like some of the players, like still to this day, like I am in group chats, several group chats with like the, the players that I came in with, uh, some of the players that was older than me, even the ones that was uh, like my my uh, host for my visit. Like we, we still cool and things like that. So, um, you know, just being in that atmosphere and, you know, they was like, you know, it was kind of like already, but like I was already there. Like, you know, it just felt it just felt like, you know, I should just go here and commit. So. You know that's why I chose them. I'm glad I I chose uh, for the for the friends and things like that because coaches end up leaving. Like a lot of the coaches yeah. end up leaving. Uh, but you know, being able to have you know something of why I stay. Of uh, yes, it's a great school. Yes, I, these these are the people that you know. I I, I, I literally is my brother. So uh, you know, being able to stay with them and you know 
even though we had coaches change, but we kind of like the core kind of like, you know, us. We was like, yeah, we're going to grind. We're going to get through it and things like that. So, yeah. And I've always wondered, I mean, we had this conversation before on some episodes way back about, you know, a lot of local talent going other places like up north, mm-hmm. right? Um, going to Indiana, going to Illinois. And it's like, did you ever feel, I guess, weird about not getting more attention from schools closer? USF. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not like mad at them, but it was just like. What they was doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, say that. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of talent like here, just in this, you know, in the city, and they just skip by, you know, skip past it, and you know, they go other places and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I can't answer for them, but yeah. you know, I'm glad that you know being able to get out and experience, you know, other cultures and uh, you know how you know live in other places and things like that. You know, it was, it was big. You know, I learned a lot. True. I hate that. I went to USF, and I feel like USF for decades has completely dropped the ball on recruiting Tampa Bay first. Now, yeah. Alex Golish, the new coach, I feel yep. like he's been doing it. Yep, I've been seeing him more local, but like even Willie. Willie recruited South Florida more yeah. than he did Tampa Bay, really. And, and Alex Golish, he was the one who recruited me at Illinois. Really? Yep. Wow. That's yep. crazy how that yep. comes full circle. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's nice. what's up. Uh, so actually, he recruited me. Uh, he recruited Reedy, and he recruited me at, when he was at Toledo. I took a visit there. Then he went to Illinois. He still recruited me. Okay, went to Illinois. I, I need some. So. I need some four one one on Golesh then, man. Because I, I like the hire. <laughs> no. We can talk about it yeah, later. No, I know Golesh. He's he's a, a great recruiter. Let me just say okay. that. Like he is you no know, hands down one of the best. Okay. Uh, and you know he he's a hard worker. Like I, I saw him. Like you know uh, he was a tight ends or he was a uh, recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach. You know he kind of like went through you know the growing pains and things like that. Mm, so yeah. you know to see a coach you know take. You know Tennessee to you know one of the top you know could have been you know playing for something bigger to you know now he's like you know running his own show like he really deserves that all right you know deserves that shot cool hopefully USF get that you know stadium yeah I mean they said they said they put a down payment down they said they put down a down payment have to pay don't do that it was Klarna real talk though hopefully that hopefully some of that trickles down because I I I hate to see a lot of local talent get out of this area, get taken from. I mean, it seems like there's like this little Midwest pipeline now, Iowa State, yeah. I, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, if, if you can keep these boys home, I'm trying to think of like the last guy local that stayed semi-local. Well, the twins went to UCF. Okay, so UCF yeah. and, and, and then the Valdez Valdez came back home. Yeah, he went to, uh, Valdez went to North Carolina State. Then oh, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, I know Murph, I mean, obviously Murph went to Florida. Yeah, and then you had um, playing on the DN. You just said his name, uh, Dante. Dante went to Wait, Florida. Went to Florida. Florida. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like that's like what four or five names. Out of, not enough. But, out of, but again, not enough. And again, Alex Golish, like he specialized in this area. He recruited. Okay. He he recruited heavily when he was outside, like in different um, at different schools. Like he was like here. Like, yeah. So he he knows this like back in the. It's hand, a gold so. mine here. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. He must keep he must keep tabs on him a little. Well, no, nah, that would have been after he left already. Because there was a, um, and I'm blanking on bro name. He went to Georgia. He was a receiver. Went to Georgia and transferred to Toledo. Landers. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Matt Landers. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if Golish was still I mean, there. Maybe Golish was like, hey, you went to Georgia first time. Like, come out like me to Toledo. <laughs> he, he probably did. Like, you know, coaches. Yeah. You know, dude. I mean, nowadays you you know keep an eye on the transfer portal. So if it's a kid that you missed out on the first time, you know, see his name. Hey, man. Yeah, you get a shot. Yeah. So. 
Well, we know we know your life isn't all about sports and all about football. Um, mm-hmm. So before I get into the um, a business question, what was what was like your wake up? Uh, welcome to Big Ten moment. Did you did you get hit? Did you uh, somebody <laughs> bounced you? Uh, yeah. So uh, it has to be on special teams. We was playing at um, at Soldier Field. We was playing at uh, University of Washington. UW, as terrible they say. Field. Yeah, ter- yeah, terrible field. But <laughs> I'm, I'm running down on kickoff, and like man, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a free like. On, on the board, like, throughout the week, coach be like, oh, yeah, you free. <laughs> Never believe that. Like, oh, oh yeah, you free? <laughs> Never believe that. Like, you, like yeah, you going to be the free hitter. Man, ran down on kickoff. And this dude, like, on film, you see the dude eyeing me the whole time. <laughs> Man, what? And, and I'm running down. Like, I'm, oh, boom. Pass the first wave. I'm free. Okay, coach, coach I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Man, I get, I get about, about five yards for the ball. Dude come in, wax me. Like, uh-huh. like wax me. I get up. I run the opposite way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The ball. Thank The ball went that way. I'm like, oh, the ball. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. My, my point is never believe. I mean, for all the athletes out there, hey, coach be like, oh, yeah, you're going to be the free hitter. Never believe that. Like, that's <laughs> All right, I gotta ask one. Who, in your time there, who was, who do you think is the best player you got a chance to either play with, play against? Your time up there, uh, it had to be um, like Zeke was like that. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke and Saquon, hey, yeah, they was okay. Oh. Yeah, I saw I saw Saquon. <laughs> yeah, I saw Saquon uh, hurdle a person standing straight up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I was, and then uh, uh, Cardell Jones. Um, he had hurt me standing straight up. No, too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had a profile <laughs> picture. Yeah, oh yeah. no, he Whoa. put you on the. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, come I, on, I gotta man. look that up. I was tight. I Cover was tight. the show. Yeah, I was, I was. I was tight. I was tight when you put that on that man. But yeah, he like like I was trying to go for his knees. I'm about to lunge. He was already up in the air. Well, Carter like, wasn't little though. Oh no, nah. he wasn't little. I was, so I get. You. I'm going for straight shoe strain. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You're not trying to hit him yeah, up top. Nah, no. Do what? Like he's bigger than my lineman. Like, what I'm going to do? Like, Cardell was big. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he sh- straight hurdled me. Like, <laughs> shit was, yeah, shit was terrible. <laughs> I, felt, I, hey, I felt embarrassed after that, man. It was at uh, Ohio State, too. So, you know, obviously, the uh, crowd yeah, was yeah, into the it. Yeah, the crowd was crazy. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, so we mentioned that you got your, your MBA um, in international business. Yes. So, what made you um, make that transition into focusing on that? Because you graduated with your um, so, uh, sociology yep. degree yep. at uh, Illinois, but then you transferred and you got your MBA in international business. What was the what was the so, thought process behind that? So yeah, so uh, when I transferred, I started my master's program at Richmond, and then like it was just like going to be a regular MBA. And um, for I guess I made the, the decision, you know, transfer my credits to uh, Nova. And get MBA in international business because I don't know I like to travel. Oh, I, you know, love love to travel, especially you know during football. You know, city to city. You know, doing you know you could do work like your classwork, but you know still get to see the sights of the city and things like that. So it was al- already in mind that hey, I think I you know I can want to do something you know that that involves me traveling, you know, dealing with different cultures and you know dealing uh, you know things outside of the U.S. Because obviously you can you know not I mean. I didn't know it was gonna parlay like this, but you can definitely do business in you know in your own house internationally as well, right. you know. So, um, you know that, that. So I was already on the forefront trying to you know create something that could be uh, 
you know, a, a international kind of type of uh, f- business feel to it. So, uh, so you know, I, I just and I love to learn. Um, learn, you know, during the time I learned about developing markets, I make a joke to my girl like, "Hey, I think." My uh, one of my professors, he was like an international finance teacher, and I was like, I think he used to be a drug dealer or something. <laughs> like he, he he knew like how to laundry money, like mm-hmm. why? He like I was like, yo, I'm can't put it past. Yeah, I was, I was like, yo, this is this is some a one a one type of uh you know uh, course that he was teaching, but you know I was able to you know parlay that into like now being able to you know think differently of how. Things should you know transaction and things like that. So can you slide me his number after the? Ah, I got I got I got I got, I got to look him up. But okay, yeah, I, yeah, I got to find him. The biggest crooks in this country are not the people peddling drugs on the corner. Those are not the biggest uh, crooks yeah, in this that's, country. That's so too I believe obvious. It's the it's the yeah. business owners, the big business guys, and the yeah. politicians. They're the biggest crooks, man. Yeah, the, the way he broke things down, I'm like. Oh shit! This you know something. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. it's like some power. Like he's like some power. So, a lot of people don't know you're the reason why these turned into cans. What was the thought process behind convince, basically convincing Jared to turn? Basically, his it was his idea, right? Yeah, this is baby. It, it, this yeah. is his baby. Yes, and when you know you're a first time business owner and you you came up with something that you think is the is the product that's gonna get you big yeah how how do you can how did you convince him to kind of transition into cans oh uh, it, it wasn't easy um and what and was the thought process right behind for, it? okay so uh the thought process behind it is um you know it's already a mix you know type of drink and things like that so you know uh back then 2018 it was like you know uh the white claws uh, was kind of like hitting the market and things like that so you know, I was like, I, mean, I was joking, you know, saying, but being serious, like, yo, I think we should, you know, go into cans and things like that. So, you know, he's like, nah, nah, you know, this is, this is, I was like, yeah, I, I understand, you know, you, let's, let's just stick with the cans. And plus we have the resources and things like that. So, um, so, you know, you just look and you're like, dang, like these cans, this and that, this and that. But all of them is like seltzers, like, you know, obviously heavily carbonated mm-hmm. and not like a, a cocktail like it is in the bottle. We can just re- literally transfer that into a can and we'd be golden. Uh, so it wasn't until 2021 when we partnered with uh, uh, our AB wholesaler and he connected us with somebody that can like do the cans. I was like, hey, let's actually do this. Let's let's do this, man. Let's 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 actually do it. Um, and, you know, it, we had some growing pains, you know, knowing what type of uh, percentage to go into, like. You know, it was one time we was like, "Yo, let's put twenty percent in the case. I like it. You well, trying well, to well, crank them up? Wait, <laughs> don't don't just don't don't just blow past that. Why not? <laughs> well, there's okay. a reason though. Right? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, twenty okay. percent is straight straight rubbing alcohol like in the can. Like yeah. it, I don't like See the nah. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, you. Huh? You, know, you have yeah, like, it's you. You're Jamaican though, so <laughs> you, you have probably you have my probably apologies. you have probably one like. Maybe not even half. Like he probably wouldn't even get through it because I tried. It, I was like, "Man, what's the flavor like?" Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was yeah. too strong. It didn't yeah. have the because you said you wanted to be a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we you know twenty. We had like so we had three options. The chemist did. She did the twenty. She did a, a fifteen, uh, ten, and like a eight or something like that. Uh, so we tried them all, <clears throat> and it was like, I don't know, man. Like we came, so we we settled on the ten. Uh, which we had on the market for a brief, brief while, um, and it was like it's it's kind of a lot to explain to do because it's it's kind of thick, I mean, the, the 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 ingredients and things like that, and you know it's kind of hard to explain to customers or people that was consuming it that 
hey, this is made with real, real uh, pineapple and cranberry and things like that, which is, you know, everybody is like so in tune that, you know, everything being like, you know, kind of like the seltzers and things like that. Just easier the the drink. And it's not so like thick. That. So, so yeah, but, you know, in, in my eyes, I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it, but, you know, I had to see the light at the, at the, at the end of the tunnel, like, hey, we got we to gotta thin it out, thin the process out. And that's what we settled on 5.9, you know, kind of like, you know, revamping, making things more, uh, more easier to consume to the customers and things like that. So uh, that was in some, um, in summary, the, the process of how we settled on 5.9 is because, you know, we wanted to compete, but we also wanted to be able to grow and expand our target market. So you know, in the state of Florida, if we're under six, we are able to be everywhere, like corner stores, gas stations, box stores. Uh, pizzerias, like you name it, whatever, whatever carries, uh, whatever store or um, account carries a, uh, a beer and wine license, because you know six percent they they fall up on it. Doesn't matter if they, you know, if it's if it's a rum, it, it's still considered a wine in the state of Florida. Uh-huh. Other states, uh, it's it's different, but in the state of Florida, which is our home market and what we want to settle on, we want to make sure that we are able to grow and expand our target market and be able to. Get in places like that because a lot of a lot I of places loopholes. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of a lot of places on the beach. You know, you might have maybe one liquor store, but it's several corner stores, gas stations. You know, you uh, name it. Yeah. Like you know, just like little like dive bars, or it's not even dive bars, but like little like you know, just spots that is like oh they got they got beer and wine. You know, we can easily come in there now and be like, hey, we are a spirit that can fall up under here. And, you know, obviously, as I said, grow and expand our target market yeah. and things like that. So that's that's brilliant. <clears throat> Is it bad that I'm I'm, rep- I'm like listening to everything he's saying? I'm, I'm You're taking mental notes. Well, well, yeah, that too. But I'm also like referencing to like drug references, like how we was cutting <laughs> this product. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> call hey, it. No, call hey, it. Hey. What, do you, what do you say to him? Call it red magic. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what you call it, <laughs> but don't let me catch you. <laughs> no, that's, that's beautiful. No, it's funny because uh, when I you know got into the to the game, um, you know I was t- <laughs> I was I was referring I was I was doing the um, I was talking to my friends like that you know that's outside of the liquor industry. I was like, yeah, I got to talk to my distro. They were like, who are you talking to? Like, what you doing? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I got to talk to my distro. This is that. This is that. You know, and they was like. Well, all right, ghost. Like, like moving away. You got a yeah. shipment coming in. <laughs> hey, man, gotta talk to the plug, talk to the neck. I'm like, chemist. Like, is it there the chemist? <laughs> Cooking it up? Cook, clean. What are we doing right now? <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, cocaine is a family That's, business. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wormhole. What? Uh, Hey man, you got any other business ventures you want to talk about? Anything that you want to put out there for people to know? All right, so um, one, um, um, me and my girlfriend, we are she's out banging, so obviously uh, pause. Like she repping the set. <laughs> pause that. <laughs> she repping the set. No, I'm, continue. That too. I mean, you can be set trips. Yeah, no, she, no set she trips. She, set? she out hustling. Rolling twenty. 
<laughs> no, she's Albanian, so she uh she's born and raised, you know, in in Europe and everything like that. Oh, she's uh, Albanian. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said out oh, Albanian. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, no, Albanian. Oh, no, no, Albanian. I didn't, I didn't hear. I didn't Al- hear it. Oh, like, like, you said, like you said like Albanian. It's like I'm like, is she I Albanian? Like, no, okay, 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 Albanian. GD, BSP, like what we thought she's slamming rakes, like. Nah, nah. My apologies. So, nah, you good, you good. But um, so you know, she's you know, she moved here when she was twelve, um, and you know, obviously, world come together. Me with my international business, I was like, yo, let's go, let's go back to your home country, and you know, start investing into some property because they are a emerging market. So I'm thinking we're thinking of, we are in the process of you know looking into places, uh, you know, trying to build a state out there, own a few, you know. Bars, restaurants, or whatever like that. Because I love it. That's if, cash. If, if if you see the land out there, like I said, it's, it's emerging market. If you invest right now, you know you can get you know ten times, fifteen times more. You know once you know things start developing, and uh, especially when they get into the you know EU and uh, you know have that that status and things like that. So we're we're looking. Uh, you trying man. to take over the world? That's gas, bro. Uh, absolutely, I like that's next level that's, stuff. So, so yeah, that's what. Just, that's it's, what just, it's just Lakewood. Right, <laughs> being excellent. Yeah. So that, that's something that we have um, on tap. I like and, that. And so, um, and I don't know if uh, Jared told you guys that um, <clears throat> that we got we signed a deal agreement with an exporter, you know, in uh, the Gulf region, which is Dubai. Abu Dhabi, and you know, Europe and things like that. He can get us. Into those regions and things like that. So obviously, my background uh, in national business Where is coming, coming to fruition, and you Come know, on, man. I'm, I'm happy to uh, lead that that venture, you know, that charge, and you know, obviously with the cans and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's just that's some what we have. It's, what it's, I have. It's beautiful when you can actually use your degree. A lot of people don't use their degrees. Uh, no, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like that's that's a that's a beautiful thing, man. And especially when you saw you had that vision. And whatever it was that led you into saying, "All right, let me let me actually do this because I can do a lot with this." Yeah, it's it's great when it comes and loops all together, Cause, man. So because I mean, I didn't like uh, even though it's like I could have just went and got their MBA. Like you, it's, it's in MBA international business, pretty much the same thing mm-hmm. as it's like a regular MBA. But you learn like different culture. How it's is not done. the same thing. Like a regular. Do you have mm-mm. Mm-mm. you have MBA? Nope. Nah, it's not the same. That's thing. not the same. No, and, and I say that because when you throw that international, then yes, you would know yeah. what it means. Yeah. But when you throw certain words on there, like yeah. I know the difference between a master's and a PhD. For a lot of people, it's really not that drastic of a difference. Yeah. But put a PhD at the end of your name, it's, it's, it's a, a different. It's like game. you're here. It carries a different weight. Yeah, yeah, it carries a different weight. So yeah, you yeah. Sl- you slang that international around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So, <laughs> you slap so, that thing on the table. So, so yeah, I got I got um, I got much more exposure to you know how you know obviously different things are conducted you know on a larger scale how the world works. Yeah, and like yeah. That, so. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. I, we just met, but. I feel like I feel comfortable enough to say that I'm proud of you. We just met, but you're doing a lot, man, and that's to be commended. It's good that you know younger kids could see a a guy like you that comes from the same parts that you come from and achieving all of this at a young age. So it's it's commendable. Yeah, and and just to uh, you know say something real quick, like like I'm not there yet. 
You right, know, and, and you're going yeah, there. Yeah, you're and, on the and, way. You know, and you know, yeah, I, I like to celebrate. You know, the accomplishments, but you know, obviously, there's there's more out there to be had. Like, right. I, I want that and more. Like, I like it. You know what that is, right? That's that's Kobe. Work's not done. Work's not done. <laughs> you you I two should get together. <laughs> I get it. Oh, we we gonna rap. Yeah, 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 we gonna rap. Got you. Guys, you got anything else for them? Um, no, I, I I I hope that a lot of I hope that Lakewood kids. Are, I just say everybody, but again, when you when you have an opportunity, it's not everybody that gets to go to a four year university, right? No matter where you go, um, you know, take advantage of that opportunity, right? You had a God given talent, and you use that talent to get to where you are today. Yeah. Right now, if everybody has an, an ambition to go to the league, whatever, at some point you might say, eh, I might not get there. Yeah. And you still take advantage of the of, of, of what you're getting. And you did that times 10. So, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Lakewood aside, St. Peter aside, like just to hear your story. I'm I'm with Unk. I'm proud of you too, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yes. Appreciate. It. All right, enough of that emotional stuff. All right, um, cool. Yep. Well, well, and um, can I, can I close out and say close it out? Yeah, close close yours. Uh, with saying that you know, it, one of my biggest thing that I learned throughout college is uh, my coach always pull out this thing called uh, POAs, point of point of attack. Is uh, you can be on the field for what fifty plays. Um, you can do great, you know, whatever like that. But when the plays come at you. How, what is your percentage? So usually if you, you know, uh, ball come your way five times and you make three, did you grade out? Yes, no? It, it, or, or, or if you made two, you don't, you don't grade out. So with the POAs, and this is how I apply it to, like, what I do right now, uh, what am I doing when things come at me? Am I ready for the opportunity or am I not? Mm-hmm. So I, I do it my best to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Uh, like I tell Jared, uh, I'm you know got a got a bullet in the chamber, you know, just in case anything comes up, you know, I, I got We got an answer to the problem. Uh, so you know, just being consistent and you know, staying on top of your game uh, is what you know, and, and studying uh, because you know that's that's what I've been going through you know, my five years through playing football. You know, knowing uh, your competition, knowing how to uh, handle adversity and things like that. So you know, making sure that you know your POA is a point of action, the point of attack. Uh, you grade out accordingly. You want to be five for five, even though even though you know the whole year, you know twenty 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 three, uh, you know three hundred sixty five days. Like yeah, you lived it, but you probably have like thirty opportunities mm-hmm. to do something about it. Did you? How did you? You know how? How? What was the results of that? You know things like that. So you know just living by that. You know living by the standard uh, and keeping yourself accountable is uh, definitely. I want to leave a message to you know people that that listen to the podcast, but. You know, just you know, whatever's done uh, during your off time, just make sure you, you know sharpen your you know sharpen your tools because you can always get better. Things like that. That's the that's the clip for the TikTok. Cut that right there. That's it. That's Mom, it for the Mamba out. Drop the mic. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's money. Hey, uh, I can't follow that up, so we'll go ahead and take a break. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk some NBA. It's uh, is LeBron Ruin in the All Star game. Go. Here we go. <laughs> The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly.
They might be back. What NBA on NBC? Yeah, you see oh. their their bidding. I'm down for it. Yeah, NBC is. Uh, I want to say like one money. of the one of the finalists. One of the finalists. One of the finalists. I think they're bidding with Apple and somebody else. Ooh, you know I'll bid like, Apple. I don't. Uh, want, I don't want Apple to get it. If I'm, I don't want Apple to get it either. But I think NBC is probably gonna. Was it Apple or was it Amazon? Or Amazon. I don't want Amazon to get. But anyway, it like NBC. If I'm NBC, I'm cashing out to get NBA back. Let's like, go. Like you should be Nike going after Jordan. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, whatever they ask for, you need to, you need to sign up for. Because NBC, they have nothing right now, really. Sunday Night Notre Football Dame. ain't that great. <laughs> and Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah. ain't whatever. <laughs> and they got the Olympics, but that's only once every four years. So do they have Winter Olympics too? And they get like some yeah they get Winter yeah. Olympics and they get uh, they get some NHL but nothing would be as big as getting the NBA back. Yeah, you'll get your return on investment. Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. All right, fellas, Trey Murphy, Kenyon Martin Jr., hmm. Jericho Smith, Sims, hmm. Matt McClung. Hmm. Do we care about these people? No. Why are they in a dunk contest? I'm gonna say yes. Who? Not the people. The only the only person, the only two that I really knew was Matt McClung because he went to Georgetown. Oh. I, I just know his name, and obviously Kenyon Martin Jr. because yeah. of his dad, yeah. right? But the NBA low key took my suggestion to, from you guys, that I gave you guys last year, right? Yeah, what can you do to make the dunk contest more interesting? I said that either one put some of those trampolines in the court, right? Or <laughs> slam get, ball, or get some of those guys that are off of the you know YouTube or TikToks or whatever, and bring them in, which essentially is what they did. They brought guys here who are going to be hungry to be on that stage, and that's basically what Matt McClung did. He was hungry to be on that stage. You had guys who were hungry to be on that stage. They're not going to be able to do it every single year. Find you another Matt McClung, which right. I mean, his dunks were impressive just because one, he didn't take eight times to do one. And he's white. And he's white. He played with, I said it on Twitter, I'll say it again. He was playing with a house money. Not mm-hmm. only is he white, he's also short. Mm-hmm. And I was, so like the Fox was watching with me, which she doesn't care. She doesn't, she doesn't know any of these people. Right. And then when they were doing the intro, she was like, oh, he's going to go off. <laughs> and I'm like, you only said that because he's short and he's white. He stands out. Why would he be here? So literally all he, I felt like all he had to do was complete his dunks. And he could do the same dunk. But his is going to look better mm-hmm. because he's shorter, so he's in the air longer. There's more hang time. It looks better. Mm-hmm. And he's white it's in a, a dunk contest. It's the, it's the Spud Webb, Nate Robinson effect. I think so. They get an extra three, five, five points mm-hmm. just Agreed. off of height. Yeah. But when you think about the dunk contest back in the day, Kobe, Kobe participated. Jordan participated. Mm-hmm. Vince mm-hmm. Carter. Tracy McGrady. You know, a lot of the greats participated in this in this contest because they knew fans wanted to see that. And I'm kind of with uh, Stephen A. Smith. He went on ESPN today and said that LeBron essentially ruined the dunk contest because ever since LeBron, who's the guy, decided not to, not to participate in the dunk contest, a lot of these superstars are following suit. Like we haven't seen, have we seen Katie in the dunk contest? Oh God, no! I don't want to see Katie. No, I'm in the just dunk saying that either. <laughs> right, but still, a lot of these superstars like John think it's not worth doing, and that's because of LeBron. And I think 
you don't necessarily owe it to the fans, but it's it's kind of like something that's been passed down. If Jordan, who most people think are, is the greatest ever, is humble enough to do a dunk contest, who are you to say, hey, I'm going to bypass this? It's almost tradition. I don't even think it's necessary humility, which, I, I mean, the, re- the reason why I think that a lot of people aren't getting into it is something that we're going to touch on when we talk about the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron maybe broke the mold, but at the same time, I, like, John Morant isn't in line to be next in the GOAT conversation. Because there were other guys who didn't do the dunk contest. Like, you know, you think about other guys who were really good when MJ was good. Like, I don't, I don't have any memories of Chuck being in the dunk contest or, you know, uh, Ewing was never in a dunk contest. Or, you don't see I can't want to the same, But there were other guys in the league who, who never did it. But they were never part of that GOAT conversation. Like, they weren't going to be in that conversation. So I think in this last little run – but even like Magic, Magic was in the GOAT conversation. He never did it. So I don't think LeBron ruined it, but I don't know. I just feel like. So, so I, I think. I think my point was you saw a lot more names. Um, the, the human highlight reel, he was in it one year. He was in it multiple years. Yeah, yeah. but Jordan but I don't think, went off. I don't think, I don't think LeBron has ruined it. I, I think you could say maybe he broke the trend, right? Because MJ, MJ was the man in the league, he passed the mantle on to Kobe. Right. Who also did it. So both of them both won dunk competitions. And then LeBron takes over the mantle from Kobe and he didn't do it. But Jordan got the got the mantle from Bird and Magic. And it's neither of them were dunkers. I'm saying it's not the same thing. I think Jordan kind of set the bar of that type of explosive player to uh participate in the dunk contest. I don't want to turn this into like a 10-minute thing, but you've been very big on LeBron is not MJ. No, I, I, he's blade. He's done it his own way. So I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised ha- that you say that. No, because this has nothing to do with the goat conversation. This is just for entertainment purposes, and mm-hmm. I think okay, people would want to see what LeBron. He, you see it in the dunk dunk uh, lines before the games. Oh yeah, he, I mean, he's putting on a show before the game. It's almost like you're mocking us at this point. Mm, I don't know because he's doing it in the game. So, so I'm, I'm looking at some of these during LeBron's time. Jason Richardson, who was a guy that could elite get up there. Was, he was an yeah. elite dunker. He was our version um, of Dominique. Ricky Wilkins. Davis was a get up there kind of guy. Oh, wow. J.R. Smith was a guy. Again, he's not a huge superstar name, but a guy that you wouldn't mind watching. Because right. there wasn't always superstars necessarily in these dunk contests. Yeah. Just guys who Josh Smith in game. Josh Smith in game could go up there and get it. I think Dwight Howard he put on a really good he show when really he was good. there. He did. Gerald Green. Uh, obviously Zach Levine Those kind of guys They're there But I mean If you want to just go ahead And kind of slide into it now To me it's just like I think that Jordan People like Michael Jordan Were in the dunk contest Dr. J were in the dunk contest Because they walked around And slapped their thing on the table And said I'm the best at what I do Right Jordan and Dominique were, And Dr. J were guys That are known for dunking In the game Man's name is Air Jordan, human highlight reel, right? Right. So here's a contest to say, well, who's the best dunker? You think Michael Jordan's going to say, well, yeah, some other guy. No, Jordan's going to say, I'm that guy. Kobe's going to say, yeah, I'm that guy. Jordan entered three-point guy. He never, he didn't win, but he even entered three-point contests, right? Just to say, yeah, let me see if I can win. So even when you see Kobe do it, Kobe's like, yeah, and I ain't got to do it no more. Why? Because I won, and I'm Kobe. So to see LeBron not do it, it's like, well, 
why LeBron? Because I don't feel like I need to. It, 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 and again, it's about to go into why the the All Star game right now is trash. Yeah, and LeBron's just a natural contrarian. He just likes. I get the whole doing it my way, but. This is something totally different. Like, I get opting out, Jordan opting out of the three-point contest if he wanted to, or Kobe, because that's not what you guys did. LeBron came into the league dunking on everybody. So why not show that? Just do it one time. You're going to win it that first time, and then move on with your career. You know what his logo was called? His Nike logo? It's called the Dunk Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> End of the dunk contest, LeBron. It's, it's annoying. You only got to do it one time. Yeah, well, he ain't doing it now. It's nope. over now. Mm-hmm. All right, ship is sailed. Uh, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard finally won a three-point contest. Now he could stop because he, he did it. <laughs> this what, is his third three? time. Yeah. It's only his third time. Yeah, it's I like was, he's been I was chasing for it for five years. He kind of have been chasing it. It's his third time. That's chasing. I said it. Okay. Steph wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> Steph wasn't there? <laughs> Steph wasn't there. No, Steph wasn't. But Steph didn't win it last year. Was he there? I don't know. I think so. Buddy won it last year, didn't he? Oh, I think Buddy yeah. did. We yeah, so... I think Steph and Clay were in it last year. Um, shout out to Dame, man. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, good for Dame. Let's get into this trash game now. Mm-hmm. Do we just dispose of the All Star game at this point? Nobody it, wants to play. Jalen Brown said it's, it's a glorified layup line at this point. What He's do right. you guys think? When you have players and coaches saying how garbage it is, then yes. You know how much it costs to go to an All Star game? Yeah. Like it used to be a thing, but you also got to see a game. Like I think that they, there used to be an actual competitive game. Like all star teams used to have practices, mm-hmm. like just to run basic generic plays. And now it's like, hey, you go. Now you go. I don't want to so watch it's that. It's it's lame. And then really, they only play if it's close towards the end. But even no, even then this year they. They still didn't. It, it wasn't close. No, at, like down to the end of it, it was like a six-point game. And like the, the announcer saying, oh, get a stop. They just need to get a stop. Get a stop. Because they actually were, were – the team LeBron was closing the lead. Yeah, they don't want He's like, get a that. stop, get a stop. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to play defense. Nope. No. Nope. They didn't, even, they didn't even pretend. I used to actually want to go to an all-star game when I was a kid. I'm not wasting yeah, my money anymore. I'm good. And it, it comes down to the, the older players setting the standards. Because we talked about it in the group text. You see guys go to Rucker Park and uh, the Drew League and put on better shows than this. So I don't understand why. And, and I think, Breeze, you made a good point today saying that if if the older guys would show the standard, other guys would fall into place because it's competition. Once you see somebody trying to show you up, you're going you're gonna to want to show what I got. I'm not going to let a carpenter in the Drew League Show me up. That's why. That's why I think they go harder. But you're already. You've already made it. You're a professional. So I think. What's the reason of trying to go hard if the other guy isn't? We're getting paid. But even even within, the the All Star game, I think if if, somebody came out and was like, "No, I'm really trying to get after," like I'm gonna play defense. I'm trying to get buckets. I feel like if like you got like a handful of guys to do it, like competition breeds competition. Like, and at the end of the day, those guys are competitors. Like they, they are competitors, and I feel like it would take somebody to spark and be like, "Like no, like let's actually play." Right. And you know, it's going to take somebody to to has that mentality to do it and to convince other people to be like, "No, like I actually want this to be a thing again." Because um, otherwise, like as long as they know, like, "Oh well, 
Giannis ain't gonna go hard and Luca ain't gonna go hard, so I ain't gonna be the one. Nobody wants to be that one guy. Right? Nobody wants to be that guy. But if there's a group of them, like the captains, are like, hey, look, no, like we we legit gonna play. Like, let's actually play a game. I think they they could get people to do it, but it's gonna take somebody or somebody's to step up and be like, Yeah, let's actually go for it. Yeah. Right. That's that's sad to me. Yeah. Essentially they're all holding out for the second half of the season. Well then they're all friends anyway, so right. I bring back real beef in the NBA. <laughs> That's another thing LeBron started. Everybody's friends. I, yeah, he's way too cool. Yeah, he's super cool with everybody. All right, let's look forward to the uh, second half I'm of the yeah second half of the NBA season. Not really second half. About what twenty three more Last, games? The final third. Let's start over in the West. Who are two teams that are looking? To take the second half by storm, who are who are the favorites in the West? The favorites are looking opinion. to take it take it by storm. Take it I by got storm. different answers. Take it by storm. Phoenix number one, right? You go out and get Kevin Durant. And Phoenix, I believe the last time I looked, they were hovering around the third or fourth seed. Bad podcasting. I should uh, have it fifth up seed right now. They're the fifth seed, and when KD comes back, which he's expected to come back at some point during the regular season, I yeah, think it's going to be Phoenix. And you got to remember, Phoenix also. They didn't have Devin Booker for a good while. Yep. They didn't have Chris Paul for a while. He's been in and out with injuries. So now they're going to try and get healthy. You go out and trade for Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers ever. They're going to be the ones trying to take the West by storm. And I think at the fifth seed, they got an opportunity to do it. They may not catch the Nuggets, but, you know, who who else over there that they can't beat? Um, and in my second answer, I'm, I'm going to go with the Lakers. And the Lakers just made some really good moves to, to, to really go after a playoff push. Uh, I think there's also benefit long term, but I think in the in the short term, they're looking around like, hey, look, you know, Bronze playing, 80s playing, went out and got these guys. We added shoot, added defense. Like, let's let's make a run. And they need to do it if they actually really want to try and make the playoffs. Yeah. That was my number one team right there, um, L.A. Because I mean, Phoenix was already in a playoff position, um, even despite, like you said, all the injuries, whatever. They were already there. L.A. is still on the outside looking in. They're uh, what a couple games out Two of games the play-in. Yeah. So what they added right now, <laughs> and I think I was watching a couple highlights. Um, one of those first couple games when um, you know, after the D'Angelo Russell move, and D'Lo's out there doing what he does, and I know I'm, I'm looking at LeBron coming off the bench, and he looked relieved, <laughs> like. Yeah. I have a guy now that when I sit down, or if AD is not here, because I can't de- always depend on AD, there's a guy that's going to go out there and at least let me chill and then finish this game off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can push and get you know, get to the point, I don't want to play the Lakers if I'm on a playing team or if I'm the 8th seed or 7th seed. I don't want to play an 8th seed or 7th seed um, LA team. I just don't because you still got Braun, who is hungry. He's, right. he's LeBron. If AD is going to be healthy – and now you've added all these pieces, yeah. That's 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 a little scary to me. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm with y'all on that. I'm with you on the Suns. You can't bet against KD, and the book the book is just a walking bucket. And Chris Paul, his leadership, KD doesn't have to worry about leading the team. KD, all he wants to do is just hoop. That's the only thing that guy wants to do, and he gets to do that freely in Phoenix without pressures, without the pressure, because Chris Paul is that that leader of that team. So I'm not, I'm not betting against KD. And then of course the Lakers, we got bigger and younger and we got a player for any player on any team. So 
I, I find it hard for a healthy Lakers team not to make a push. And you could kind of save LeBron's legs when it's when it's crunch time. AD's starting to come on. And we got better on the glass. Um, I like Mo Bamba. Um, I, like it, the, I like the potential of it. Even if he doesn't make shots, he's he's a a, a rim protector. He's gonna he's gonna do the dirty work on the boards. We could we could sit AD and not lose fifty uh, fifty rebounds. Or we got Rui Hachimura, who is another six eight six nine guy. Um, what's the kid Vanderbilt? Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, was Ingram Ingram from um the Pelicans said that's the the toughest guy he plays against whenever they play. So you could match him up with a guy like Ingram. So we got a lot, a lot of pieces, and we could play any team in the West. We have one of the weaker schedules. Uh, this finals, the post post All Star break, we have the, one of the weaker schedules in the league. So, and like I told you, it, AD and LeBron have to come out and set the pace. I know you don't agree with it, but I think they have to set the tone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like this team is young, is much younger than what it was. But my only thing is, these are not rookies. You know, the only rookies around there who maybe even be touching the field is Max Christie. And he's not getting a lot of burn right now. So, D'Lo should need Braun to get him going, in my opinion. Right? Jared Vanderbilt, you're the energy guy. Then be the energy guy. Whether the other guys are bringing the energy, that's what you're there for. You're there to bring their energy. So, you shouldn't be, your energy shouldn't be relative of other people. You know what I mean? And so, that's my only thing about those guys and obviously the team will go as as braun and 80 takes it i mean let's just be honest but i feel like those other guys should they should have their own motivation you got a chance now none of them have ever had a chance to get close to a championship and now you're playing with arguably the best player ever and one of the best talents we've seen in in you know in recent memory so be hungry appreciate the opportunity you got and, and go get it all right so let's move out east um me personally, I got the Celtics in the books. They're, well, they're at the top. They're, oh, the favorites. I'm going to say they're at the top. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're still going to keep the pace. So okay. I don't think anything's going to change in the East. Um, Giannis, he's going to come back healthy. Um, they just went out and signed Myers Leonard, I want to say. He's a, he's another shooter. Yeah, the, 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 kid, the guy who got dumped by the heat for the racist comment. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he, – more size and shooting. Yeah, he's big. I'm surprised somebody rolled the dice on him, but he'll be he'll be welcome in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it fit right in. I'm, I keep trying to tell you, it's more hood in Milwaukee than you realize. It's not that it's not hood. <laughs> Milwaukee <laughs> has a long racist history. That's fair enough. And then and then Boston, Tatum and Brown, they're playing good ball, um, and that's a good team overall. So those two teams, I don't see Brook, Brooklyn doesn't have enough out out east. Um, the Heats, they went and got uh, Kevin, Love. Kevin uh, old Kevin Love. What is that doing? So I don't think they, they that helped their team. They, they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline to help their team. I think they're going to kind of stay where they're at. And I don't see any other team out there. I'm not expecting the Heat to make a move. I do think Kevin Love will bring something to that roster. That was a, that's a small what? team. Uh, Kevin Love, he can still shoot. The jump is the last thing to go, and he understands the game. And you're talking about leadership, I mean – Kevin Love has always been a really good locker room guy. He know, he's won a championship, so he knows what that looks like. Um, and know. he still can stand in the corner and shoot the three like LeBron told him to do. So <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, you're not looking for Minnesota Kevin Love right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think for that team, he can bring something. I can understand why in Cleveland there was no fit for him for what they've done with their roster. 
I think he can add something to the Heat, but no, he doesn't now make them instead of a seven seed, a three seed. No, he doesn't do that by any means. But I think he can bring something to that roster. The the one team I think who made a a move that nobody's paying a lot of attention to, and the only reason I paid attention to is because I wanted him in L.A., Toronto picked up Jakob Pertl. And not a lot of people are going to pay a whole lot of attention to Jakob Pertl. One, because he's in San Antonio and they were stinking it up. Uh, so there really wasn't a whole lot to pay attention to. But Jakob Pertl brings size and scoring ability. I was trying to pull it up real quick. Um, he, they played, he played in their last game, and it was against Orlando. And he went for 30. And nobody's really going to pay a lot of attention to it. He went for 39 with six, 30, 30 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 blocks. So for a, a Toronto team that's never had a real rim defender since Serge Ibaka, I guess, and now you've added somebody who's got height. He can play the center role. So now Siakam doesn't have to try to bang it more than he needs to because he's had some injury issues. And Yagapurdo can shoot the three respectfully. I mean, he can shoot it well enough. He didn't shoot any in that game, but he went 15 for 17 from the field, 30 points. So I think that's a, a sneaky move. And for a Toronto team that, you know, it probably doesn't make them a championship contender. I'm not saying that. But I think that can move them from where they are right now, where they're sitting in 10 spot. I can see them finding their way up into the the fifth or sixth spot because I don't believe too much in the Knicks. Like you right. said, Brooklyn's Brooklyn. I think they'll be fun. They'll probably make the play in at the worst. But I think the Raptors can find themselves in one of those top six seeds because I think that move means a little bit more than people think it does. And they still got Gary Trent and uh, what uh, Fred. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think that's a that's a sneaky move that I mean, most people aren't paying attention to. Yeah. I mean, if if if, if you're talking about a play in, if if they have to, if either one of those teams has to go up against Boston or Milwaukee, then it's like, hey, yeah. thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> yeah, it's still um, that. Yeah, I mean, the only team to me who is, I mean, Philly is still. Three games out, uh, you know how I feel. I mean, I I, I like what Joel Embiid is doing. There. We like it. We like it every year. I, I like <laughs> I like it every year. Um, I mean, but it, it's still a really competitive team. I don't think that they have enough to beat Boston or Milwaukee. But if it gets down to where they have to meet in the playoffs, I think that would be a hell of a series at least. But yeah, I mean, nothing. I don't think the needle moved at all in the East. It's it's Boston or Milwaukee. So. I'll be surprised if any team but other than Boston Milwaukee makes it out of this. Yeah. There's no way. Zero chance. I, I couldn't see anything. But I like the Raptors. Um I like what they're doing. I don't think it's enough, but they'll make a push. Yeah, and they gotta figure out a way to re-sign some of those guys. So there'll be that too for them long term. All right. Um All Star Break was trash and gotcha. it's an exciting second half of the season. Um got March Madness coming up as well. So we'll, we gotta lock in. All right, so let's take a break and we'll get into third and five. Third and five. Real quick. That's it. I'm telling <laughs> Listen, when I'm telling you, I had to, you know how you know how many games I had to search just for a third and five reference? There's not that many out there. There's more. How many? There's more, man. Man, I went through at least seven games today. Third and sevens. You just listen. To- yeah, I, I get the um the condensed games and like just fast forward and watch the ticker. Why don't you pull up on ESPN and like look through the play by play? You can see where there's a third and five. And then try to find the game. Well, yeah. Yeah, not nah, that no. 
Okay. I'm telling you, there's not as many as you think. There's more out there. What man. game was that? Ohio State and <laughs> Penn State, I think. Fair enough. It was, so, it was super random. All right. Um, so in honor of the garbage that was on TV um, last night that I cut off, I think, what I say, 10 minutes in, started watching uh, the 94 animated uh, X-Men cartoon. Yeah, I was nice. watching Rap much, Battles. Much more compelling. Um, Breeze was playing spades and the game was on, which I told him was still way too much effort. It was on. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fine. Um, so I said that I wanted to go over my personal top five NBA All-Star Game moments. Nice. Like it. Very right. apropos. All right. So we are going to start off at Yeah, he's he's a college kid. Number okay. five. They said his name, but then 1991 Magic Johnson. Um, Trey Ball for Magic? Trey Ball. He hit three <laughs> straight at the end of that game. Wow. Um, if so, people who might not remember, that's when Magic um, abruptly retired yeah. because he announced that he had HIV. But yet the fans still voted him into the All-Star game, which nice. was super move, super classy move. And at the end of that game, like they're just trying to not get Magic the ball. Like At one point, like Jordan's face guarding him, like not letting him get the ball. At one point, Isaiah's on him, and then he hits the last three just over Isaiah, wins the 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 MVP for that All-Star game. It was just a really nice, classy moment from one of the best players who ever played that game. And at first, wasn't it, like, kind of weird? Because, like, they didn't, like, the other players are like, uh, can we catch it from them? Like, yeah, one, and, of course, one of the biggest dirtbags in the history of the NBA, Karl Malone, was, like, the biggest person that didn't want to play yeah. against them, Mr. You know. Statutory rape? Oh, no. Just, yeah, Mr. Say it. Mr. Had a baby with a 12 year old. All right, let's not touch that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, right. Carl Malone, I'm going to touch it, apparently. All right. Yep. And then, so yeah, okay. that was his last All Star game? Um, I believe that was. I don't think that he was voted because he came back again to the Lakers in 96. Like he retired, then came back again in yeah, 96. I remember that. But I, don't, I think he only played a, a handful of games. So I think that was Magic's last All Star game. Well, I mean, like, even. That season, he played the playoffs. In what? The 90-91 season. No, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. That was the 92. Oh, okay, Yeah, I'm okay, sorry. Okay. That was okay. the 92 All-Star season. game. My bad. So the 91-92 season. He comes okay, in. I'm about to yeah. say. Yeah, because he played, played the Bulls. Yeah, he played the Bulls yeah. in 91. All right. So let me go number four. Out of five. Marbury guarding Bryant. Out of three. Marbury. Try to get to Bryant. Duncan came up short, and it's it's over. The East comes from 21 down to defeat the West. 2001 All-Star Game. I was actually upset. Was that the one I sent in the group? Yes. Yes. I was actually upset. That's how you're supposed to be <laughs> watching the All-Star. I could not oh, believe you mean a competitive game? game? Yes. I could not believe they lost that game. I mm -hmm. couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. I mean, hands down, probably one of the, probably the greatest all-star game ever played, right? And probably. And you were watching, I think AI took the MVP, but him and Marbury just going back and forth. And Kobe was like, nah, bump this. And they're just trading baskets that last couple minutes. And I'm surprised Kobe, like, so Kobe didn't take that last shot. 
Like he goes up for it and then passes off to Tim Duncan. He pulls a LeBron and passes it off instead of taking the the shot. He was hot too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't shoot it. And then like if you watch it, Chris Webber like misses the putback, which I'm sure you'll <laughs> That surprises no don't one. Don't do it. It's a loser. <laughs> I get it. Surprises nobody. But again, down twenty six. If we were watching that game last night, it's over. You're not even going to try. Uh, so, again, yeah. that's why we're pissed off as we are with the games that we've been seeing over the last few years, especially last night. They were down 26. They didn't have to try. Yeah. But you had Kobe and AI and Duncan and Garnett. Like, guys are like, nah, what are we doing? Let's win this game. Right. Yeah. So, And oh, wait, real quick, before mm-hmm. we move to the next one, I hate that the next generation will have no respect for Starberry. I'm with you on that. Like the it's next good. generation of kids will never, they won't really hear about Stefan yeah. Marbury. And I hate that for them because Starberry was that dude for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I liked his mentality around the whole shoe thing. My mom was real big on that too. Yeah. They, yeah they I were, hate that for the next know. generation. I dig it. All right. Uh, a number three. Well, we're down to 10 seconds remaining in overtime. And Michael has the ball again guarded by Sean Marion. The fadeaway. This was him with the Wizards? That was him with the Wizards. So, 03, Jordan's last All-Star game. Dope for many reasons. Again, like just the the admiration that you see the next generation come in. Everybody was wearing Jordans. I think like, I think AI had Jordans on at the beginning of, before the game, but he had to change to his Reeboks or whatever. You know, Kobe's in Jordans. Vince gives up his starting spot to Mike so he could start his last All-Star game. Dope. And it's like that you, iconic image of him and Kobe. Iconic image of him and Kobe. Um, you know, him, we're talking about like, I'd eat up your ribs, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, it's great. But even like the, when Mike hits that shot and they're going back down, like he gets this like super happy chest bump from AI. And you can see how much of a fan just AI was of Michael Jordan. Like everybody was just happy to see that, him make that shot. Against Sean Marion, by the way, which is, like prime Sean Marion, the Matrix. Like you're not making that yeah. shot. If you go back and watch that shot, it was ridiculously high arcing shot for him to make that. And then Jermaine O'Neal comes and jags it and fouls Kobe, and Kobe shoots free like three free throws. If you, if you watch that game, Kobe wasn't gonna let Mike win. No, which and and the funny thing is, so they're down two. Kobe misses one free throw. And in the back of my mind, I used to always like, did Kobe miss that on purpose no. to give Mike <laughs> no. another shot? And I'm like, nah, there's Not no Kobe. way. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe no was way. trying to steal that moment. Yeah, but. and then that was it. I mean, they, they ended up losing that game. They went into double. That was a double overtime game, and the West ended up winning, so they, they blew Mike's last shot. By the way, Jermaine O'Neal is Chris Webber liked. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who also doesn't actually, get enough props no, for he's, his he's how Kevin Garnett light, actually. I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's Kevin Garnett light. I'm okay with that. Don't disrespect him with this. I know you feel about Chris Webber. I want to see your list. I know, I know Paul Pierce list is on what? that list. Of most hated guys. I think it's Paul Pierce in the field for no, a it's Paul Pierce, Weber, and the field. I don't think there's anybody that's com- coming close to Paul Pierce. Maybe I'll write an article. Compile a list for Paul him. Paul Pierce is he's up there. He's 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 in a category of his own. I, I tell you that. Yeah. All right. Number two. Here is the man that this crowd wants to see. Vince Carter who had told Kenny Smith that he has four dunks that no one has ever seen. All right, here is Vince Carter with his first stop. Let's go home. Let's go home, ladies 
that was the man's first dunk. It's like <laughs> three sixty windmill. How are you? How are you going to beat that? The did you did you, does anybody ever notice when he lands, he actually spins back the other way? That's actually that's yeah. Like he 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 spins he. he <laughs> I, w- I look at weird things. Yeah, I, like I, I look at like odd stuff that I don't think nobody else is like ever cares about. But the fact that he, it just shows like his level of like athleticism mm-hmm. and just like bounce. Cause like he spun the one way, dunked it, and then landed and spun back. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's crazy that he could do the dunk the first place. Right. But then like most people, your momentum would carry you to mm-hmm. keep going the same. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. His didn't. Yeah. He's probably. The greatest dunker ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yes. Yeah. I would put Jordan up there, but Vince no. was just different. Yeah. Vince is great. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watch it, the rise and fall of and one. And one of the biggest yeah, things that. that they talk about is Vince won that dunk contest in and ones. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Because yeah. I always think about like the commercials coming over and then like Nike, great marketing, and how their advertisements for Vince's shoes was just boing. What else do you need? It's all you need, Vince. All right, and my number one ASG moment. Oh, I see. From the Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon. Here he is. I see is. how we gonna do this. Yo, Kevin, this is my sleeper pick. On. This is your pick. I get a chance to watch. Magic. I got a chance to watch the University of Aaron. Arizona. Gordon. This kid got a bright future. They say it's tough when you do something amazing. Oh, man. They want to see you do it again. Oh, man. Oh, man. They want to see you go back to back man. for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Zach Levine. The 2016 dunk contest. This is your number one? That is my number one. Really? Wow. That is my number one. Surprising. The reason why it was, num- it was my number one, because again, I, you know, I grew up loving the dunk contest. Obviously grew up loving Michael Jordan, right? So the dunk contest held a certain amount of weight, right? And you watch the games, and cool, the games are, you know, they're competitive. Some of them are good. Some of them are, eh, whatever. But when you watch people do certain things, like we've all played basketball. I've never done the basketball in my life. So when I watch people do some of the ridiculous things that they can do in the air, and when you watch that matchup between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, and then when you get the products that we have now in the dunk contest, the level of, and this is 2016, so it's only, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Some of the dunks that they were doing, like, I think Zach Levine did a, from the, like, a little bit inside the three-point line, between the legs dunk. He yeah. did a windmill from the free throw line. Aaron Gordon jumped over the mascot twice. One was between the legs. One, he lifted his legs parallel. Like, he got cheated. Like, Zach Levine got, I think, four straight 50s and a 49, like, that was one of the greatest all-star competitions I've ever seen in my life. And it was unexpected because we, mm-hmm. like, we didn't know about Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Aaron I mean, he had just, again, he had just won the year before, and it's like, oh, wow, he's got crazy bounce. Right. Who is this kid? Who is he? And then here comes Aaron Gordon, who looks like – it's almost like when Dwight Howard was in the, the dunk contest. Like he's big. He, he shouldn't be there. So the stuff that Aaron Gordon was doing, like, again, you know, I've seen Kobe do what he does. I've seen AI. I've seen all these guys in a game – do that stuff to see that it's like watching Vince Carter to me that's why that was number one number two to see stuff yeah. that I've never seen before in a game or in the game of basketball blew my mind 
we got to talk about what you didn't put on this list because I, I I thought you were going to put Jordan jumping from the free throw line. Um, no, because <laughs> the funny thing about Jordan jumping from the free throw line, he did it like eight times. <laughs> like you only see the one like iconic one where he, okay. we cocks it all the way back. Like he he jumped from the free throw line to get into a playoff with Dominique, and then he did it again to win. But you knew he was going to win. It was All Star Game in Chicago. Like he did the same dunk twice. So if you think about it, it's huh. kind of lame. It is lame. Okay. It's Fair pretty enough. lame. The only one that I that I didn't put on there was uh, honorable mention. It was a random moment in the rookie sophomore game, and it was Jason Williams doing the elbow pass. Oh yeah, I like yeah, again. That's a that's an icon, right? One. To me, it's something that I've never seen before, right? So I'm watching this fast break, and I'm like, what the hell did he wait, just wait, do? What just happened? Yeah. yeah, and like if you watch the slow mo play from behind, where you actually see him bump it off his elbow, mm. there's a classic shot of Lamar Odom. So he's thinking like, okay, behind the back, and then when he sees him do it, you just see Lamar Odom's face go <laughs> in mid play. Oh, so it's in mid play, and it's I like go back and watch it. How, like, how do you think to do that right there in that moment? White chocolate was different. Yeah, and it's the last time he different. ever did it, which is even doper. Like he was just different, one and done. The first time you did it, success. He was different, man. Yeah. So, hey, man, that's my top five. You don't disappoint. Never, I mean, man. At this point, I'm looking forward to the top five. No, I do look forward to it. I appreciate that, guys. I really do. I appreciate that. All right, fellas. I completely understand the, the questions that, that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I think about that. I don't know. Ask questions. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. Eric B. Recently signed to the Washington Commandos, Commanders. As the, you can go Commandos, cool. Commanders, Commandos. Hey, their XFL team is called the Defenders. So lame. Like, what are we doing here, guys? It's lame. But marketing companies getting paid way too much. Right. Either way, Eric B is the new OC in Washington. What is he not doing in these interviews? What What's wrong with Eric B where he cannot get a head coaching job? He's got two Super Bowl rings. He, he, he's pretty much one of the masterminds behind that Kansas City offense. He's not the mastermind. We know Andy Reid has his hands on that as well. But you're part of the process. We've seen wide receiver coaches get a head coaching job out of nowhere. We've seen guys who... Kellen Moore, he just propelled himself to an OC job. He was quarterback at Boise State, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's a OC in Dallas. So why is it taking so long for Eric B. to climb the mountaintop and get to a head coaching job? He made the best move that he could make, which is get away from Andy Reid. And the reason why I say that is because Andy Reid calls his plays. You can, you can be – being an offensive coordinator under Andy Reid is just a figurehead position. It's just a title, right? I'm looking at Andy Reid's coaching tree, and it's 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 amazing, by the way. It's it's really great, right? Sean McDermott, right? Bills. But he was a defensive coach. Right. John Harbaugh, special teams coach. Ron Rivera, defensive coach. Todd Bowles, defensive coach. Sheesh. Leslie Frazier, defensive coach. Steve Spagnuolo, 
defensive coach. The only time that you got an offensive guy out of Andy Reid's coaching tree has been Pat Shermer with the Giants, garbage. Brad Childress with the with the Vikings, man. The one Doug Peterson Super Bowl, and the other one's been Matt Nagy, who got fired because he had a weapon in Justin Fields and didn't know what to do with him, right? So at that point, if I'm looking at it, well, who's really calling the plays? Is it Eric Bieniemy? Or is it Matt Nagy? I mean, is it um Andy Reid? So right now, I think that he put himself in the best position to go to where he's gonna be the guy who's calling the plays. Because who's the chief? Who's the um head coach at Washington? It's Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera. who's Riverboat strictly Ron. on defense. So offense is gonna be all on air. You're about to see who Eric Bieniemy really is. And if he's that guy, he'll get a coaching job in a year or two. Well, I'll give him a quarterback then. <laughs> There's that too. I like that point of view. Because I never actually viewed it that way. Even though, yeah, he's got a lot to do with some of the creativity. You can't look at that Chiefs offense without looking at Pat, without looking at uh, Andy Reid. You can't look past Andy Reid. He's done it in Philly, and he's doing it now. So I actually agree with what you're saying. To kind of detach yourself from that and show what you could actually do, this would this would put you in the fast lane to a head coaching job. I think so. I mean, I, and I'm I'm with that. I get that. I feel like somebody should have rolled a dice on. Them. They rolled a dice on a bunch of other goofballs. So I don't want to. Um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't want to let them off the hook. Right. right. All right. these other, all 31 other organizations, because somebody could have rolled a dice on him. Yeah. But there's a smidge of racism in there too. So. Oh, of course. But now you won't be able to deny. If he goes there, he puts good offenses out on the field. Nobody will have a reason to not give him a chance. Absolutely. And to close it out, the Bucks uh, hired a head uh, a OC, um, former Seahawks quarterback coach Dave Canales. Um, Breeze, you want to say anything about him or? Um, I mean, I, I like the. I, I think there are some similarities from a personnel standpoint, depending on what we do at quarterback, and uh, I like the fit based on what they were doing out there in Seattle. So. Um, I'm not entirely against it. Um, you know, I think he's coming from a place where they had a very balanced offense. They had a, you know, a big receiver who could stretch the field. Um, they did running back by committee, which you're going to have to do when you come to Tampa now. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I still want Tyler Bowles to get the can, but <laughs> I'm intrigued by the OCR. So now you're on Unk's wagon now. Bro, he got he got he got to like throw a chair or something. Yeah, he got to he's got to like fire off on a ref, it's man, not, and get it's not who he is. Right, we'll, we'll pick suspension. you up. We'll got, pick got you Lovey up. Smith two I felt the same way about Lovey, but he still won. Nah, well, Todd ain't winning. Yeah, Todd ain't doing nothing. He ain't talking. He ain't winning. I dig no. it. He ain't coaching. And he don't want to be. He don't want to talk about being black. So I dig it. Oh yeah. All right, fellas. This one, this was this was a good one. Uh, what are we calling this? One point six, one hundred six, one hundred six and a half, one hundred six again, again. And park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. Just uh, just keep the the original version in in the tuck because nobody knows what happened on that version. But you can't hear me anyway, so you know. Either way, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Breeze beat you in trivia. I mean, you can say we're we we gonna to. put that we're gonna put that on record. All of a sudden, that, that water man. spill on that laptop. <laughs> All right, fellas, man. I love you guys. We'll close it out, brother. Peace.